Hello and welcome to Moonlight Alchemy. I am your host, Carly O'Connor, with special guest today, Tammy Nelson. Hey, Tammy, how's it going? It's going well. How about yourself? Thank you for having me here yet again. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. You know, it's always funny, like how we like wind up on these um, podcasts together because, you know, and today how it kind of unfolded is actually what we're going to talk about. Um, So I was doing something completely unrelated. Like, by the way, I am not at all doing what I air quote am supposed to be doing right now, <laughs> but I'm I doing like the air, exactly, quote. The air quotes. Important. Yeah. The air quote, you know, but I'm doing exactly the right thing. So <clears throat> I was I don't, at this point, I remember what I was doing, but I was doing something and I wound up, Oh, I was looking for my runes book and I wound up coming across a, a journal and, you know, like three old journals. And I picked this one up because I haven't looked at it since apparently earlier this year. I thought it was from last year. I didn't even know it was this year's journal. And I was flipping through the pages and I found something and I was like, is this what I think it is? And so I took a picture of it and I sent it. I was like, Hey, Tammy, can I borrow your intuition for a second? Because let's be real when it's something that we have strong feelings about, it's hard to be objective. And sometimes it's hard to read for yourself. So I was like, Hey, can I borrow your intuition? And I sent her a picture of it. And I was like, is this what I think it is? And then she's like, can you zoom? And two hours later, here we are. (laughs) (laughs) So we've gone on like a whole journey, um, ever, you know, ever since then. So yeah. And what, so what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about journaling and, and basically recall journaling and the pieces of wisdom that, you know, we, we get, we get divinely downloaded from us um, all of the time and we write it in our journals and in that moment it makes sense. And then two years later, you go back to your journal and it makes no sense. Like kind of reason you're like, hey, what does this mean? Maybe tomorrow your intuition. But it's, it's about the importance, number one, of journaling. Number yeah. two, the importance of the, the significance of recall journaling. And three, how even in the moment of things don't seem like it makes sense, it makes sense at some point. Because I think a lot of times we get caught up in like, I don't know why this is happening to me, the why. And sometimes it's just the trusting of the why. It might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, but in 10 years, it'll make sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I feel like that's like every class that I ever took is my te- with my teacher for, <laughs> for like years. <laughs> you guys have heard me talk about that, like so over my head. But yeah, that's kind of what this was, you know, like I, I had a reading from, so I actually won a reading in my Reiki practice. Um, cause my teacher, she did like, we had like a competition. It was super fun. And I won the competition. So I won a free reading with her. And so she was doing my reading and she's like, I'm getting this thing where you're going to start working with this modality. And it looks like, what do they call it? The cat's cradle. Is that what they call it with the string? And you make like the Jacob's ladder and the, you know, I'm, yes, I'm like, that's one of the ones is the cat's cradle, Jacob ladder. It's all those fun, fun with string. Yeah. So she's like, and what I'm seeing here. And so then what I got from that is that it was going to be like working with circuits. And so for the last few years now, I can't, it had to have been like 2019 or 2020. So a couple of few years now. Anyway, I'm like, time is not real, so it doesn't matter. But um, so, you know, I've been kind of playing with this modality and kind of just like not knowing what I'm doing with it. And I only do it with a few of my clients. Tammy's one of them that I do it with because it just pops up, you know, and I've been doing what I would consider, you know, 
weird protocols. I'm air quoting again, but like, you know, like weird protocols. I'm like, okay, well, nor neither in Reiki or in esoteric healing, we'd really put these two things together, but here's what I'm being called to do. And it's cool because like on your side of the experience, you can, it's like a totally different experience for you it too. Is. It is. And it's interesting because I honestly, we decided, and we always kind of go with the flow air quote. What happens is when mm -hmm. I do book my sessions, sometimes we do it over the phone. Sometimes we do it um, via Zoom. Yeah. And I noticed via the Zoom, when you would start channeling and, you know, calling in the energy that you didn't even recognize the, like, it looked like a composer. It's what I, how could I explain it to someone listening to me? It looked like Carly was conducting energy like a composer conducts music. And that's how I've been explaining it. Mm -hmm. And the last session we had where she did this modality, um, she was also helping me move energy. Uh, meditating in the marketplace here, the dog's barking. Mm -hmm. um, and we were literally moving energy and it's like untying a knot in my body's how it felt. And all the hand movements were kind of like her. We talked about untangling Christmas lights and helping my lights to kind of like all flow in the right, you know, blink, twinkle in the right way and feel um, more aligned. I don't know how to explain it. Just I could feel it from my left toe, which she said, we're going to pull this from your left toe. And <laughs> went all the way through my body, up through my throat chakra, down my, out of my right shoulder into my right arm and out of my right hand. And that's how she was moving it. And I'm telling y'all, um, I said to her, I was like, I can feel it's like um, pins and needles, like nerve pain or nerve. I could feel that string that she was pulling through that energetic knot that she was unwinding. And I felt it all the way through like a string through my body. And so um, she explained it today with what she had journaled. And I'm going to let her share that while I go. And I'm going to mute myself for a moment. I have a meditating in the marketplace. We have customers show up. We have to do what we have to do. Give me a moment. Uh, you know, that's interesting. I actually just realized something about that. Um, oh, well, I'll, I'll have to come back in because I it came in and then popped back out. <laughs> but so anyway, so, you know, we wound up, um, I, I, as I was going through this journal, um, I found this. I don't know, paragraph, not even a paragraph, just some, what seems like random thoughts that I had jotted down. And I remember at the time I found I was back from February and I was doing this like interesting kind of grounding experience with some of my clients. And it looks like, you know, what I wrote down was that it's super strings. And so I guess it's some sort of like super string healing, but it's like working in circuits and it's working with the nervous system. And that's why I think Tammy was feeling the, the tingling, but it's interesting what, Oh, I know it just popped in. Oh, so this is fun. You guys were going on, <laughs> on this journey of discovery together. Oh, Hey, welcome back. And, um, what I realized is that, so, you know, the nervous system from an esoteric psychology perspective, the nervous system is the highest point of frequency, right. In the physical plane. And so it acts as that kind of um, bridging point between physical energy and the etheric. And so that's kind of cool. I think that's the level this might be working on. And um, so, so anyway, so I had written down this stuff, you know, healing modality, working with super string, pulling energetic strings through dimensions, which, you know, and Tammy, when, before we started this, she was like, you know, you're going to, you're going to talk about this. And I was like, I don't want to, <laughs> it makes me very uncomfortable, um, but you're frozen. So I don't know if you can turn off your video and. <laughs> <laughs> like come Am back. I frozen still? Can you hear me? Oh, oh you're back. Try that. And you guys you know we my don't... voice. 
I can hear your voice. Yes. Yeah. Kind of. Well, you guys know we don't edit this, so you get live in real, <laughs> in real time. <laughs> but you get live and real and authentic as it comes. But you know, it's interesting when you say that though about how it works at that other dimension, like the nervous system. I did not know that that was where that was. And I feel like when we've been moving this energy, it started out as sludge in the chakra. And it's almost like you've been massaging this stuck energy all the way through to get it all the way out through the nervous. Really, does, does it work like that? Just asking a question, because that's how it felt like this energy has been kind of being unstuck and you kind of taken it from this real sludgy thing to the stringy, being able to pull it all the way out. I feel like it's been a progress, but it's definitely been the same thing. Well, and it does feel like it kind of changes quality as we move it, but I really don't know how it works. Like, and I was, I was told from the very beginning that I wouldn't, that I would just have to do it and trust it and it would unfold. And, you know, um, so when I stumbled upon this today, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. Cause I wrote this what months ago and just now discovered it today. But the other thing that I wrote here was super coil hyper spool them, which I don't totally know what that means, but, um, but it's about internal vibrational dynamics of consciousness, which is also over my head, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. We're just going to trust that it's going to unfold. Um, and, and that really, I think brings us to our point about, you know, the importance of journaling. Oh, she's back. I'm like, I'm just trying to like, <laughs> and I was like, I need, she needs to see my face. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that kind of takes us back. So I feel weird about all that, but I'm kind of excited about it. I think it's kind of neat. And, you know, I do have longtime clients that I've been doing it with. I'm like, Hey, can I try something new on you? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. Um, so if you're one of my clients, you're like, Hey, do that thing. We'll see if it pops up for you. <laughs> and I encourage you, if you've not had that thing done, you should ask for it because it's that good. <laughs> it really is that good. Yeah. It's kind of, it's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm going to see if I can do it on myself. Um, I think I've only ever done it on other people. So I'm curious to see, and I'm, you know, I'm probably not making this up. This is probably something that somebody is doing somewhere. So I'm curious to find out like if somebody else is doing the same thing. Um, but back to our point. So journaling. So had I not taken the time to write down the thoughts and really, honestly, that doesn't just, you know, that's kind of stuff doesn't just come the first time you sit down. Like that comes from a long time practice of sitting down and working through the bullshit and, you know, cause part of our other conversation was I had a moment of jealousy yesterday and I had to be like, Tammy, I had a moment of jealousy and I had to pull up my journal and then I had to work through it. You can hear my throat get like stopped up when I talk about it. <laughs> oh, <it's ego. clears throat> and, you know, but, you know, I sat down in my, with my journal and journaled through it and I was able to work through the emotion in about five minutes versus me five years ago would have held on to that for months and months and months. And you know, we all know that when we get those moments of jealousy, it comes from fear. It comes from lack. It comes from separation. It's not real. You know? <laughs> like, it is, but you know, you were able also to hold that feeling lightly and not hold, you know, not feel bad about yourself for feeling that way. Cause so many times I think that's the, that's the snowball with when those things come in, we yeah. recognize that it's ego. I get jealous of somebody. And then I like, hold on to the fact that I feel bad that I felt bad. And then uh, that starts the stinking thinking, like, you know, we used to talk about like when the thing starts coming down the hill, Yeah, the, being able to journal it, you got through it in five minutes. You got at the top of the hill, you got in front of the car, you stopped. It. The momentum was stopped before it got going. 
But had yeah. you let that fester inside of your head for a couple of hours, it would have been so much bigger than it even needed to be because you, you know, you didn't give yourself time to process it on paper. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because we were looking at journaling and I turned the second page after we talked, we were talking about the vertical versus horizontal morality, which we're going to talk about in a second. But I said, why is it, this is the second page behind this, why is it important to journal? And the analogy that came into me was, have you ever tried to put together a 10,000 piece puzzle? I have not. That sounds like too many pieces for me. Yes. But, you know, it's a puzzle, right? Someone has a big puzzle. Yeah. People like to put puzzles together. Um, And the way that you do that is you dump the puzzle out on the table. You Mm -hmm. kind of find your corner pieces and all of that. Yeah. Look them all over. You're trying to trying to process through jealousy or ego or fear or whatever it's like trying to put together a 10,000 piece puzzle inside of the box mm. the journal is like the table you can put all of that stuff out on the table and you could organize it That's and the cool. message I got is like if you've ever tried to put together a 10,000 piece puzzle inside the box that is trying to figure out all of the thoughts inside of your head without <laughs> putting them down somewhere. yeah uh, you must get it all out to get to the truth because what you do is you stay on that stuff that sucks you get all that out, you get to the real meat of it. Yep. That's something that I work with my clients all the time, you know, with the, hey, you got to do the brain dump, you know, like, and I, and people have so much resistance to it. Like they're like, oh, but you know, and so I finally had to be like, look, you have to give yourself permission to let it just be sloppy, like to let it be not full sentences, to let it not be spelled right, to not worry about if it's complete thoughts to, you know, I think a lot of us, especially the, the women, it seems that I work with, they're like, oh, well, but I'm just worried about like what it sounds like. Well, who gives a shit? Because well, really reading it. Yeah. You know, and if you're worried that somebody's going to read it, write it on loose leaf paper and then burn it, you know, <laughs> but, but if you're worried that somebody's not going to, you know, trust your private space, then that's a whole other conversation that we need to have, you know, but, um, but yeah, you know, when you just leave that stuff in there, you know, it's, it's scientific studies have shown it just kind of rolls around and rolls around and rolls around. And that's all you can think of. And you know, your subconscious brain is super, super, super smart. It collects all this like billion bits of information per second. And so it has the ability when we give it the space to find the solution to like all of our challenges and to do so with grace and ease. And, but if you don't allow yourself the space to dump the stuff out of your head, then your subconscious never, ever, ever gets an opportunity. And I think, what was it Albert Einstein who said, you can't solve the problem from the same perspective that created it or something? Exactly what that, exactly what he said. Like you can't find the solution in the same space that created the problem. Yeah. And so that's why it's so important. So I have a question for you. And um, what exactly is recall journaling? So for me, recall journaling is whenever I um, go back to my old journal. Mm-hmm. And I just flip through it, kind of like going through a picture album. It's how I do it. Like okay. nostalgia. Like, what did I think about this day? <laughs> and some of the things that I have determined, I've found through recall, just going back and re- reviewing some of the things that I've journaled before. Um, there's little pieces of nuggets of wisdom that we don't even know that are there, just lurking in the pages of our journals. You want to share one out of yours? Um, let's see. Sure. Um, I'll find one to share too. Um so one of the things that I do to, because I'm also someone who people say, another thing that I hear is I have, I have writer's block. I don't know what to journal about, oh, but maybe okay. you don't have a pressing question. Cause I encourage everyone that I come in contact with to spend like 
15 to 30 minutes a day, either in quiet contemplation or in journaling or doing something to kind of quiet your mind. And I'm like, I like to journal. And so I have Crystal like an Oracle deck and I'll open up and it just has like a journal prompt. And so one of the questions was um, like, where's this feeling coming from? And if you're having a moment, like for example, if I'm jealous, the thing that's in my thing, it's I was having a moment the other night and I was um, floundering and I put on my journal, where, why am I out of flow? Mm-hmm. And then I think about it and I'm like, why am I out of flow? Let me answer that question for myself. So this little nugget says love or fear. And I'm guessing that floundering and being out of flow is not going to come from the heart space. That's a highly vibrational feeling of flow usually. Mm-hmm. So when I'm out of flow, I'm going to go to the second thing, which is the other thing things come from, which is fear. So then I knew that, okay, why, why I'm feeling out of flow is because of fear. And what am I afraid of? And I list all the things I could be afraid of in that moment. So going back into my journal in a time when I'm feeling out of flow or maybe needing some um, guidance, mm-hmm. uh, I can see this fear. Then I'm like, okay, I know that if I'm feeling this way again, it's probably the same emotion. And mm-hmm. it gives me an opportunity then to examine why I'm out of flow or why I'm vibrating at a level which I don't want to be. Little things like that. Maybe it's like the thing like your little nugget today. Like you've been talking about this modality. It's been coming into play. That's a little nugget I think that you kind of found today, kind of explaining that from February. It makes sense now. didn't make sense then, but it makes sense well, now because you've been using it. And it made a little sense. I mean, yeah, it made a little sense then. But what I thought was really interesting was, you know, it's something that I've been curious about so long and I wrote this down and then I completely forgot about it. Like, you know, I'm just like, wow, like, oh, I'm so glad I wrote that down because I completely forgot about it. And I've been asking, you know, what's funny too, is that I've been asking the question about, okay, like, what is this? How can I start to share the value of this? And I just, you know, was doing something completely different and stumbled upon it. That goes back to, you know, finding your magic and your synchronicities, right? The Raven, like, because I think the we Raven's got becoming a ton in your pulls, your card pulls so much, you know, like, Hey, and that's really what everything, you know, it's so simple. It's ridiculous, but, <laughs> but here we are, like, you know, spend our whole lives working on it, you know, because it's so simple that with all of our programming, we just have such a hard time grasping how simple it is, you know, but it's all about where you get your vibratory frequency. Like that's literally the whole job, you know, and everything else kind of just falls into place. But meanwhile, I've got 37 journals here that <laughs> or not in flow, dude, you know? <laughs> but, you know, I think that it's great too, because I think that with the ability to journal and get the things out of your head, like you said, it makes space because you're finding that different yeah. space for the solution. And it's as simple sometimes as, have you ever just, I've, I've started, I've begun to write like the first letter and just the, the giving in and the trusting that the journaling is the right thing to do. It's like source comes and says, all you need to do is trust me and start the process. And it just, we, not even a journal entry. You can start scribbling like a letter. And then it's all you needed to do is just to give in to the, I'm going to get my journal up. I'm going to write in my journal. It's going to come out. And it's like that quick, it's that quick. Yeah. And you know, sometimes I just do little like, like doodles or I have this big book of stickers that I really enjoy. And so like, I will open up the book of stickers. Yeah. And I'll just, you know, like find a sticker that I like and put it in and then I'll start to draw around it. And then all of a sudden, you know, sometimes there gets to be words and other times I've just doodled a whole page and either way, 
it's totally okay. I think the most important thing is like committing to spending a little time with yourself for yourself with your journal, you know? Yep. And, you know, I look at mine and I have like weird things taped into it and notes and like, like, you know, there's nothing like logical or linear about it other than the fact that, you know, it goes in progression of the days. Um, but, you know, you were talking about prompts and I think we can use, uh, you know, there are a lot of things that we can use for prompts, you know, like my, for, you know, the clients that I work with, you know, a question will come up. Well, why did this happen? Hey, you know what? That's a great prompt. Like, how can I hold my space better? Hey, you know what? That'd be a great thing to put in your journal and see what comes up. And, you know, like other things, like <clears throat> when I drink tea, like, you know, a lot of the little tea bags will have, you know, like the little tags will have messages. I take those out and I tape them in and I <laughs> write about it. And then, you know, Tammy sent me a gift and then it was a sticker that said, love yourself. So I plopped it into my journal and this will be the nugget that I share from mine. How about that? Okay. Okay. So the sticker says, love yourself. You are divinity in form. In order to be able to spread the light, we must be able to acknowledge the light in ourselves. If we are claiming ourselves for past choices, damning ourselves for past choices or actions or behaviors, we are also damning everyone else. I think it's different to acknowledge and heal from your past than to hold on to it and condemn yourself because of it. I think that all past actions and events have value if we allow them to. Sometimes the value is the contrast something creates. Sometimes it is the gross feelings or the pain. When we ask the question, why is this happening for me instead of to me, there is magic and there is power. It's a step in removing the sense of separation or reclaiming the divinity. The gross feelings are of the divine, the pain of the divine, but in an absence of light. And so then our job becomes to bring that light in. So, yeah. Right. And, you know, you, it's harder to arrive at that when, you know, those moments of clarity, those moments of being in flow, those moments of being in the moment, you know, and I feel like they're so much less rare when we take the time to make sure that we're making the time for ourselves to sit in reflection, to sit in solitude, to sit in the quiet, you know, and whether you're meditating or <clears throat> practicing mindfulness or journaling, like those are all meditative practices and those are all beneficial. And those all allow you to do all of these things, right? Like it helps you to spread the light because it helps you to hold your space. It helps you to be in flow, which is the whole purpose. So it's, it's fun how, you know, all these little things add up and stack up and create. It is. And, you know, journal prompt, like a sticker. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to share another one. If that's cool. We were talking about this earlier. We want to talk about this a little bit today. Yeah. Um, and that goes kind of into this, I think, about horizontal versus vertical morality. Mm. And so it sometimes I go jealousy. <laughs> and I also, but I also use that to solve, like, the journal is a place where I try to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. And for me, the horizontal versus vertical morality came up in a conversation regarding, like, a, uh, I'm going to use specific language when I say this, because I don't want really to use one religion. Um, organized religion with a specific deity. Mm-hmm. 
um, versus where I feel like I fall into like a spiritual kind of faith-based um, practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, when you wake up and maybe you come out of like a Catholic church or a Christian church or a Ju- Judy, uh, Jewish or a Buddhist or whatever your religion, organized religion may be. Um, and then someone who's more like, you know, just spiritual and trying to have that explanation and have a, a legitimate conversation. And I went to my journal to try to get some clarity around it mm-hmm. and talking about how we our programming affects us when it comes to understanding our morality and being like you were talking about for years, you were scared to talk about your, your um, spirituality, your modalities, the things mm-hmm. that you've learned and you've been working with in your, your light work mm-hmm. for fear of you know, being judged or for your words, being burned at the stake. Burn the stake. About that, right? <laughs> and this comes from a vertical view of um, morality, mm-hmm. which has a hierarchy at the top, a higher power, God above. That person sets out rules and laws for you to abide by with rewards and punishments. Mm-hmm. And a belief in a vertical uh, view of uh, morality gives you, makes you believe in levels, which yeah. means that someone is above you uh, if they do better and they're better than you and they're more than and they abide by the rules better and they're better, they dress better and they have more money and all the things that they're more gui- divinely guided on, oh, you believe there's also people who maybe don't behave as well. You know, you have the sense of entitlement or morality that they're not following the rules or the regulations, so they're below you. But that allows us to believe that we can be less than or more than other people. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of equity in that vertical idea of hierarchy where I feel like spiritual people, right? People don't have like this hierarchy of rules. We believe in a horizontal view of um, morality, which means that we see the world as an equal plane and we gain our morality uh, or our motivation of morality comes from the effects that we have on the other humans around us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We decide based on the effects of our actions on others. So you kind of like a karmic kind of feel, like you get out, you get what you give kind of thing. So then we're more likely to understand equity and believe in equity and that no person is better than another person. We're all equal. We're just at different places on the line. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, some days I might run 10 steps ahead and then I need a rest, but we're all on that same plane. We're just at different, you know, lines along the plane. maybe at some mm-hmm. time. But um, our morality comes from seeing equity and seeing everyone on that plane achieve Yeah. versus believing that there's people above and below us. And that's how I journaled through that in my journal. And I think that that's interesting when we talk about like jealousy and things like that. It's because that's that preconceived programming that we're not worthy or we're less than because we're not here. Mm-hmm. And that comes, I think, from that vertical hierarchy of belief systems that we've kind of put into almost all of our institutions, even works, yeah. relationships, friendships, yeah. everything kind of put that yeah. in there. In my opinion. It's an outdated paradigm. Like it's it just, is. you know, um, yeah, that's, I, I do like that. And, you know, and I think that the idea of the horizontal morality versus the vertical morality also allows us to do more of what the guides, you know, I work with Paul Selig a lot and he works with the guides, <clears throat> but you know, what they talk about, like what you damn damns you back, what you bless blesses you back. And the idea that it's either all of the light and none of it is, or none of it is, and none of it can't be. So it all has to be, you know, and the biggest challenge is bringing the light to all those things. And that's kind of, I think, you know, what I wrote was, was kind of based in that idea too, is that, you know, if you're turning that 
damning inward, you know, <laughs> then you you're moving along that vertical morality idea, which is an outdated paradigm. So funny too, how like all of these things also really tie in together and complement each other. Because really at the end of the day, you know, we're all saying the same thing. We're just, you know, working to speak to people in a way that they can hear us because people hear things in a different way and you can hear things in one way and not totally get it. And then somebody else says something in this, you know, the same thing in a different way. And you're like, aha. And that's why we need so many light workers, right? Because I think that, you know, our, this is a process of evolution and of waking up and it is a process. It's not like, I know when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, bam, I'm awake. Here I am. Versus my husband, he needs like, he needs some time. I need, you know, a, moment. I need a moment he, as well. He needs some coffee. And I'm just like, hello, good morning. <clears throat> but that's not how. <laughs> that's not how our spiritual awakening happens. I think for most of us, I, I maybe there's like a rare soul, but I don't know there's some integration and shit you have to wade through. So. <laughs> uh, there's definitely some integration you have to wade through. And that's the thing though, is we need so many light workers. It's also because like you say, no two people wake up the same, Yeah. but everyone has been programmed. We all have our own lens in which we have seen the world through. Mm-hmm. So you may hear my voice and may resonate with like five things I say. And that all makes sense. But there's 10 other things that I can't even relate to to help you with, but someone else may be able to. Mm-hmm. So there's always such, um, I love the idea of the horizontal view because we're all here for one another. It's about the collective. Mm-hmm. And we talk about, you know, raising and going up to the upper room and raising the collective vibration. It's not about the race up the hill, like the race up the vertical ladder. It's about the plane itself as a parallel line actually ascending up and raising the, the whole bar like raising the earth not just somebody racing up the ladder yeah that's that's the kind of way that i'm seeing it you know versus like the yeah that's a cool visual <clears throat> yeah that makes it easy to relate to i think so so yeah so look here's the thing if you're not currently journaling why not? do it <laughs> Be like Nike and just do it. <laughs> like, I mean, like I, I get it. Like I was super resistant for a long time too. And I'm pretty sure there were like years and years that my teacher was like journal. And I was like, mm, no, thanks. And you know, once I finally started doing it, I was like, oh, she was right. <laughs> Which is fine. We don't beat ourselves up for the lack of doing it sooner. We're just happy that we're doing it now and happy at, you know, what it's affording us, you know, because I told you guys recently, like I went through like a, what the hell am I doing patch recently? And that helped me kind of work through it. So with that, we're probably out of time. Tammy and I could talk for like a hundred years. We could, we could say talk forever. I mean, and we might like stop this recording and start a whole new podcast. Who knows? You never know. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) But, um, if you, uh, so Tammy got, as you guys know, Tammy Nelson, she is the, um, founder and purveyor of fun things for hometown hippie elevated edibles. And she is opening up a actual storefront shop, which I'm super excited to be a part of. Um, I will be running dragonfly alchemy apothecary out of Tammy's store, which is super cool. I'm so excited to, to be able to bring all of the, um, tools that people need to be able to, um, journals, pins, (laughs) pins, <laughs> uh, yep. you know, uh, divination tools, uh, smudges, things that Carly um, creates, Reiki infused items, 
um, and maybe even super string infused at this point. I'm not sure what she's going to be doing. I'm not sure it works yet. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll, um, we'll, we'll sell some balls of yarn she can do. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, that just, I'm just being silly at this point. But yes, we're going to be featuring Dragonfly Alchemy out of the um, our apothecary. And we're so excited to be partnering with you. I mean, I'm over the moon about it. Yeah, it's going to be cool. So um, until then, um, she has an online store. Uh, what's your website? Uh, you can find us at peaceloveandfeast.com. And uh, Carly, have you gotten your website up and running yet for booking no. appointments? Or are they doing that directly through you? Not at all. Like, <laughs> no, I just wonder. I wasn't sure. They could no, I actually, <clears throat> very, I'm very excited. I actually am finally starting to sit down and work on that with my partner with that. So we have a, a date for next week to go have some dinner and plan out some stuff for all that. Cause it's time, you know, it's been time for a long time and I've been just preoccupied with other things. So no, but I, um, I have a link tree and, you know, you can find it in the description here and you can find me in those different ways. And it's also got the link to our Thursday night, um, group meditation. So we do those for free. Those are a lot of fun. And, you know, it's, we're just allowing that to be what it is. And that's been really cool. It's been a little different every week and it always seems to be exactly what we need. And so we invite you to come check that out. And, you know, if you do want to check out more about the uh, distance healing sessions that I offer, you can find the information there as well. So I'm going to highly encourage you to do that. If you are not working with a uh, Reiki healer, an esoteric healer, someone who can help you to align the energy and get it unstuck. If you're struggling with that, and even if you're not, and just want, you know, a little, I think everybody's a little massage now and again. I am uh, not only a member, I'm also a client. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, I reached out to my teacher this morning, you know, and I was like, hey, can I do a session with you? Because, well, you know, there's nothing wrong. I just like, I just want to polish, you know, <laughs> and yes. she does it for me better than I do. So, you exactly. know, healers need healers, you know, so for sure, for sure. Yeah. So with that, thank you guys for joining us today. And we will talk to you soon. Sending you so much love and light. Bye, y'all.